Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The vault is open. I'm Pete McCarthy. As you know, the Yankees and Red Sox are one of the great rivalries in sport. In recent years, we've seen them play ALCS Game 7s for the right to go to the World Series. But the landscape was a bit different back in 1978, as there was no wild card. So only one of the two Titans could even enter the postseason. Well, during this particular season, 162 games was not enough. The Yanks and Sox were tied, and so a one-game playoff was needed to determine an AL East champion. The Red Sox won the coin toss, so Fenway Park played host on October 2nd, and it was a wild season to get to that point as the Red Sox owned a 14-game lead in mid-July and the Yankees were busy firing manager Billy Martin. But the Yankees were able to come all the way back behind a four-game sweep at Fenway Park in September, known in baseball lore as the Boston Massacre. The Red Sox did recover, though, winning 10 of their last 12 at the end of the season to make up a three-and-a-half game deficit and force the one-game playoff, a playoff that was only the second in the long history of the American League. It was a game that, at 39 years old, Carl Yastrzemski called the most important of his career. He said that prior to the game, according to Yankee voice Phil Rizzuto. Without further ado, let's get to the highlights of one of the great games of the past 50 years. Rizzuto, Bill White, Frank Messer, and Fran Healy are all heard at times on that day's broadcast on the New York Yankee Baseball Network. Ron Guidry was that day's starter for the Yanks as he was putting the wraps on an amazing 25-win, three-loss Cy Young season. In the second inning, he faced one of the Red Sox all-time greats. Carl Yastrzemski will lead it off for the Red Sox here in the bottom of the second inning. He'll be followed by Carlton Fisk and then Freddie Lynn the center field. There is no score after one and a half. Bill? And Yastrzemski got a long standing ovation from the Red Sox fans. He's batting 276 this year with 16 home runs and 79 runs batted in. And the slider's a card called strike. No score playing the bottom of the second. Nothing on the scoreboard but zeros. The next pitch. Swung on, drilled on a right field line. That's going to be trouble. It is gone. A home run for Carl Yastrzemski. Carl Yastrzemski got a high slider and pulled it down the right field line for his 17th home run of the year. And the Red Sox lead one to nothing. Oh, Gidry normally keeps that slider down. He got that one up a little bit. Split out over the plate. Yeah. 
Mike Torres, who was a member of the Yankees' World Championship team of the prior season, was the man on the hill for the Sox on this day. He'd allow the lead to hold up for quite a while, keeping the Yankee bats scoreless through the first six innings. Meanwhile, Guidry settled in as well, but in the bottom of the sixth inning, shortstop Rick Burleson doubled and Jerry Remy sacrificed him the third, setting up the Sox leading RBI man for a prime opportunity. Jastrzemski trying to uh, calm Jim Rice down, saying, take it easy, get a good pitch. But Guidry's got something to say about that. He kicks, delivers, line to center. It's a base hit, and the run will score, and the Red Sox lead two to nothing. Jim Rice, who's been doing it all year, comes through with a line single to center field. The Sox had a chance to extend that lead later in the inning with runners on first and second with two out for Fred Lynn. All right, bases, rather two men on, they're going. The 3-2 pitch, deep to right field. Pinella going back, back, and makes the running catch. Holy cow. You know, Pinella took his eye off that ball twice and still caught it. Beautiful play by Lou Pinella on the warning track in deep right field. One run. Two base hits, no errors, and two men left. At the end of six, the Red Sox two and the Yankees nothing. Ah, but the momentum was about to change. Top seven, Chris Chambliss and Roy White single, leaving two on and two out for a light-hitting shortstop. Bucky Depp, the batter. If they have pinch hit for Doyle, they could ill afford to pinch hit for death because you'll run out of infielders. You got Stanley, the only experienced infielder down there on the bench. That is all for two. Check swing on a low pitch ball one. Yankees are playing without Willie Randolph. Pulled his hamstring a few days ago. Doyle inserted at second base this afternoon. Now gone for the pinch hitter. So, Death must bat for himself. Bucky has plied the right and popped up. Runners first and second, two out. The pitch to him, bouncing ball off his foot. Filed it down off his foot. That one hurt. Is that the same foot he hit, he hit in spring training, which was black and blue for about two months. He wore the shin guard. It got better. He got rid of the shin guard. Of course, right now, just the thought of that ball in that same area. Very, very painful. Brenner Gene Monahan has come out to check that. That one appeared to be down lower on the left leg toward the instep. In that was the one in spring training. But it hurts, and Monahan is out there to work on it. Down a ball and a strike on Bucky. Third base coach Dick Hauser, hoping this will not be his last game in uniform. Down there observing. When the season ends, when the Yankees play their final game, Hauser will take the uniform off for the last time. As 
he moves on to Tallahassee, Florida, and takes over as head baseball coach at Florida State University. And now Bucky will step back in with a count of one ball and one strike. Runners at first and second, two outs. Here in the seventh inning, the Yankees are trailing 2-0. That is the key man. Stretched by Torres, the set, the kick, and the pitch. Hit deep to left field. This one may be off the wall, maybe in the screen. Home run! Home run for Bucky Dent. Home run of the Yankees leader, 3-2. Just in the net, in left field. And the entire bench is out on the playing field. The dugout has emptied, waiting for Bucky Dent, who has put the Yankees out in front. Three to two. Three to two. The Yankees lead it on the Dent home run. And Frank Torres gets the ball up against the Bucky Dent. Bucky Dent hammered the ball into the net here in Fenway Park. Torres very upset with himself. The Yankee players still around. Bucky Dent in the Yankee dugout. And that was Dent's fifth home run of the year. Bucky Dad with the Getty Gunner has put the Yankees out in front three to two and earned himself some free transportation courtesy of the Getty Oil Company. That may have been the least of what Bucky Dent earned with that homer. We'll have more on that in a bit. But what you didn't hear there is that Dent actually switched bats after being hit with the pitch. As the story goes, Dent was mired in a slump and cracked a bat in batting practice before the game. He then asked to borrow teammate Mickey Rivers' bat. Rivers noticed that Dent was using the cracked one during the famous at-bat and so gave him the proper one while Dent was receiving treatment on his shin. Also, on Retrosheet.org, a website that has box scores of nearly any game you can imagine, Dent's home run is recorded like any other. Quote, Dent homered, Chambliss scored, White scored. Fair enough, 3-2 Yankees. But next to that, in bold, is an uncharacteristic aside that says, The home run that broke New England's back. And while that may have proven to be true, this game was hardly over. Thurman Munson doubled in Rivers later in the inning, extending the Yankee lead to 4-2. In the bottom of the seventh, Goose Gossage replaced Gidry and escaped a minor jam. Then in the top of the eighth, the Yanks looked to their leading run producer for further insurance. At the counter, Reggie, two balls and one strike. Wind up by Stanley, the pitch hit in the air to deep center field. This ball may go all the way in the bleachers. It is gone. Home run in center field for Reggie Jackson. Into the stands in dead center field. That ball hit well over 400 feet. A straightaway center field home run for Reggie Jackson. A Getty Gunner for sure. And the Yankees now lead it 5-2. to two. A three-run lead with Goose on the hill? It seemed virtually insurmountable to the silent fans of Fenway. But the Sox provided hope in their half of the eighth. 3-1 pitch. Line to center field. That'll be a base hit. And the runner's going to score. Here comes Remy, and he scores. Even though he tripped, coming around third. The Yankee lead is now 5-3. to three. As Carl Yastrzemski has driven in his second run of this ballgame. Three and two pitch to Fisk. Here it is. At its line, base hit in the center field. Rivers charging the ball. Fields it, throws back in. Yastrzemski stops at second. And the Red Sox have the tying runs on base. Lynn 
today is fly deep to center, grounded back to the mound, and fly out to Pinella in right field on an outstanding catch. Lynn left hand batter waiting. Swings and lines one through the left side, base hit in the left field. Here comes Kostemski, waves home. The throw goes to third base, and it's now five to four, New York. As the Red Sox have collected their fourth hit here in the eighth inning, the third single in a row, the Yankee lead is cut to a run. Hobson one for three, and the ball down low to him. Eleven figures, Gossage is the best he's got. He might as well stay with him. Now the goose sets. Here's the pitch. Hit in the air to right field. Panella started back. Now comes in. The runner's halfway. Panella under it. Makes the catch. And there are two down. The runner's hold. Fisk back to second. And Lynn back to first. There are two outs. And the batter will be George Scott. Scott. Two for three this afternoon. He has doubled, struck out, and singled. And Frank, the boomer, told me before the game he was upset with Zinner because of the benching that he took in New York, in the big series in New York. He said in order for the Red Sox to win, he feels he has to be in a lineup. He's hit a double off the center field wall and single to right. Slider low and away. Ball one. Runners at first and second. The Yankees lead five to four here in the eighth. The pitch, foul back. Big swing by Scott, and he fouled it straight back. A ball and a strike. Two on, two gone. The entire 1978 season boiling down to this one ball game. And the kettle is still boiling. The set and the 1-1 pitch. Swing and a miss. Gossage burned it by him that time. Roy White back at the track in left field. Rivers deep in center. Panella deep in right. The infield back all the way around. They do not play Scott to pull down the line. Nettles very wide. The pitch to him. Struck him out. Struck him out. And the side is retired. The Red Sox score two runs on four base hits and leave two men on. At the end of eight, the score is New York five and Boston four. Dance put another scare into the Sox with a long foul ball in the ninth, but he would strike out and the Yankees were unable to add to their one-run lead. So to the ninth we go. A one-run Yankee lead, Goose Gossage on the mound, and the Sox with the top of the lineup looming. Dwight Evans will lead off for Boston, pinch hitting for Frank Duffy. Evans, a right-hand batter. He is hitting 248. 24 home runs, 63 runs batted in. Rick Burleson is on deck, and then Jerry Rennie with Goose Gossage on the mound for the Yankees. New York leads 5-4, a very shaky lead in any ballpark, and especially here in Fenway Park. The fans are right in the ballgame as Gossage winds the pitch. Down low, ball one. steps away. Time is called. Bullpen gate to the Boston bullpen had been open for some reason. Now we're back and the pitch. Hit high in the air to left field. Gary Thomason now in left field for the Yankees. Gets under the ball. Makes the catch. Gary Thomason in left. One out. Seven. 
Burleson. Burleson hit a home run in yesterday's ball game for the Red Sox as they beat Toronto. He has doubled in four trips here. Right-hand batter takes a low fastball, ball one. Jerry Remy is on deck. For Burleson, the Yankees straighten up the defense. The pitch, low, ball two. Lou Pinella out in right field. Keeps putting his glove up over his eyes to try to watch the pitch come into the hitter. There's ball three, low and away. Guthridge has fallen behind, 3-0 on Burleson. Right-hander winds and pitches, a strike call, 3-1. Now the windup, 3-1 pitch, ball four. The Red Sox have the tying run on base with one out. That is the first walk given up by Gossage. And the batter is Jerry Rennie. Rennie twice has slide to left. He has sacrificed and doubled. Blair and center moves over toward left field. Fanella straightens up in right. Thomason toward the corner and left. And the pitch. Hit down the left field line, foul ball. It'll be back in the seats out of play. Nettles gave it a run, but no chance. Sparky Lyle and Ken Clay are throwing in the Yankee bullpen. Gossage with the pitch. Swing and a miss. No balls and two strikes on Jerry Rennie. to the belt. The pitch coming. Foul back up the screen. <laughs> on to count on Remy. Burleson at first. The pitch. Line to right field. No, Benella did not see the ball. He gets it on one hop. Goes wildly toward third. And the runner stops at second. Benella never saw it. He was extremely lucky that at the last second he saw it and stabbed it one hand Manella looking into the sunshine, never saw it. He put the glove up and flagged it down on one hop. Made a wild, strong throw back to the infield to hold the tying run to second base. Jim Rice fouls one back over the roof. If you had written a script for the Red Sox for this game, for a comeback inning, you could not have written a better one. With runners at first and second, ninth inning, and the league's leading hitter, Jim Rice, at the plate. The 0-1 pitch. Hit high in the air to deep right field. Manella sees this one. He's under it. Makes the catch. Tagging up in second. Going to third. Burleson, no throw there. There are two outs. As Rice flies out to Panella in right. And now Bob Lemon, the Yankee manager, is on his way out to the mound as Carl Yastrzemski will be stepping 
in for Boston. Yastrzemski has homered, struck out, grounded out, singled, driven in two, and in addition to his home run, scored another one. Lemon started away, and Munson called him back. Now they want one of the infielders to come in. And that would be Greg Nettles. Lemon goes back toward the Yankee dugout, and Yastrzemski will be up with the tying run at third. A runner at first and two outs here in the ninth inning. Can Gossage get Yastrzemski, or will Yastrzemski tie it up for perhaps win it for Boston? Well, I guess this is what is known as drive time for our driving commuters in the New York area. If you are driving, drive carefully. And if I explode here in the booth, don't you do so on the highway. Two outs. The Yankees lead five to four. And the pitch to Yastrzemski. Low ball one. Burleson at third. Remy at first. Two outs here in the bottom half of the ninth inning. Manella deep out in right field toward the corner. Fighting the sun, having trouble seeing. The set by Gossage, the pitch popped up, popped up, left side, Nettles, Nettles, under it. The Yankees win it. The Yankees win it, five to four, and go to Kansas City. The Yankees win it, five to four, and will go on to Kansas City. A mob scene on the field. As the Yankee bench charges out to congratulate the players, Yastrzemski popped up to Nettles, who made the catch in foul territory near third, and the Yankees have defeated the Red Sox to win the Eastern Division Championship by a final score of five to four. The Yankees, five runs on eight hits with no errors. Boston, four runs, 11 hits, and no errors. Ron Guidry is the winning pitcher, his 25th win of the year. Goose Gossage gets his 27th save. The loser, Mike Torres. And now let's go downstairs to Fran Healy in the victorious Yankee clubhouse. So you're the biggest game of the year. You find yourself in a lineup. What are your thoughts right now?
ever have, and uh, I knew I knew when I came here uh, the situation was the way it was going to be, and uh, it's just it's worth it to be here. It really is. Since the Red Sox, uh, they won 99 ball games this year. A good ball club, obviously a very tough loss for them. They're a great ball club, and uh, they didn't give up when it got down five to two, and uh, they just kept fighting back. They're a great ball club. It's just a, it's just a shame that one club had to lose, but it's going to be a long winter for them. Uh, Especially at the big lead they had in July, but uh, they certainly don't have anything to be ashamed of. They're a great ball club. Okay, Spence, I thank you very much. Now Arthur L is running Jay Johnstone in here. Thank you, Spence. Jay, Spence. <laughs> the Spence is I've already ate some. Jay, last year with the Phillies, you're with the division winner right now, the New York Yankees. Well, uh, it's always an excitement just to be on a winner, but I think uh, more so here in New York because of uh, all the people and all the media press. It makes it Just wearing the pinstripes has, has a lot to do with it, and their prestige it carries being a member of the Yankees. But as far as I, I can see, this is far surpasses that the the, uh, the media and the people that we had covering the Phillies when we won. Is it difficult to accept the position as a backup player, even though it is on a winner? Well, yes, it is because you, you know you want to be out there playing. You know you want to be contributing. Uh, if you can't contribute by by playing the game, then all, all you can do is pull for the guys and hope they do well. And when Bucky hit that home run, I think all, all on the bench we just uh, we all had to go get throw lodges. Everybody. <laughs> was uh, yelling and screaming and everyone's hollering for Bucky and Reggie and Thurman and everyone and uh, this is what you try and do when you're sitting there you got to pull for the guys because that's the only way you can help them and especially when we're like down two to nothing you know you can't let the guys get out you got to pull at them and keep them up Jay I appreciate it thank you very much now they're running catfish hunter over here James I don't want to uh, interfere with your eating how's the food real good heck I hadn't had anything to eat all day I was about to die out there Cat, uh, yesterday you pitched a big game in New York the Yankees of course lost that ball game you've been with this is your seventh winner and it's the first time you've been involved in a playoff game because it's the second game in the second playoff game in the history of the american league your thought well i think you know this is probably the biggest game that uh nm's ever played in because you know if you lose this you don't you don't win any money you don't win nothing and you know and uh, if you win you know you're going to get some money you're going to get in the playoffs then get in the world series what about the playoffs when will you be ready to pitch in the playoffs anytime he wants me okay well we'll send the word over right now thank you very much cat good luck we have now a gentleman who bought the New York Yankees in 1973. He said in three years he'd make it a winner. He made it a winner right now here in 1978, a playoff game. George Steinberg, this has to be one of the most exciting days of your life. Well, we'll have trouble matching this in anything, Fran, the excitement. And give credit to Boston. They were a super team. When we passed them, they came back at us, tied us. And uh, this is the way it should have been won, head-to-head, -head, like it was today. George, how about the playoffs? Is it going to be difficult to get this ball club? No, nah, these guys are professionals. They'll... They'll have their hands full. We've got a disadvantage now, but uh, you saw the way they came back today, down two to nothing. They're, they're ready. Don't worry about them. George, when you bought this ball club in 1973, did you really think you'd make this club a winner in three years? I mean, you did it, but a lot of people said that it's almost impossible because many people have owned ball clubs have said the same thing. It never happened, and then you made it a winner. 1973 and 76, they won the American League pennant. Well, I'll tell you, Fran, uh, you can do it if, if you uh, feel the right way. And the fans in New York, don't forget, we drew over two million three this year. The fans do it. The New York fans. That's what does it. Okay, thank you very much. Just quite the scene in that clubhouse, as you could imagine. The Yankees would go on to have a little problem with the Royals, knocking them off three games to one. In the World Series, they faced the Dodgers for the second straight year and again came out on top. Bucky Dent seemingly came out of nowhere to stun the Red Sox and all of New England. And then in the World Series, he did it again. Dent hit 417 with seven RBIs and was named World Series MVP. 
The shortstop made quite a name for himself with his postseason heroics. He'd pose for a pinup poster that offseason and appeared in a TV movie named Dallas Cowboys Cheerleaders. He played a wide receiver in that. In his post-career days, he now runs a baseball camp in Florida that has a replica of the Green Monster. Painted on the scoreboard, it's exactly as it was after Dent's Blast. If you have any other games or moments you'd like to hear, be sure to send an email to pete.mccarthy at mlb.com. Thanks so much for listening. The Vault is shut.